H-A-T-E. It was with this left hand that old brother Cain struck the blow that laid his brother low. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. It's the most horrible thing I've ever seen in my life. Good evening, Cryoteria Cats. You are listening to Cry Fearcast, the podcast you listen to when you can still hear the awful screaming of the lambs. I'm your host, AJ the Cannibal. And I'm your other host, the one that rubs lotion on its skin. And we are currently in the... I'm switching. And we are currently in the middle of covering the scariest films the Criterion Collection has to offer, whether they be 50 sci-fi monster movies about a blob monster or a psychological thriller about a serial killer who skins women to make a suit out of their flesh. Today's film is a big one, folks. Easily the most famous film we've covered, like, inarguably. Today's film is The Silence of the Lambs. So for those of you who live under a rock, The Silence of the Lambs tells the story of a young FBI cadet who must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer to catch another serial killer. And today's guest is also a big one, for up to this moment, he is the only guest with whom one of the hosts has shared a bunk bed, I think, right? Gabe, you haven't shared a bunk bed with anyone? Yeah, I have. My, uh, my sister. Well, she hasn't been on the show. Uh, I've known this guest like a brother because he literally is my brother. It's Nicholas Lee Boland. Hello. Woo! Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to the show. This is going to be the nicest I ever am to you. I'll take it as my Christmas present. Yeah, you may even get a thumbs up by the end. No promises. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show, Nick, especially since it wasn't really your choice. I kind of just told you you were on this episode. True. I made you watch a scary movie for it. Uh, you weren't the first one to make me watch it. Oh, did your Wait. respective other, I don't know if she wants me to name drop on her. Uh, uh, no, dad made me watch it when I was eight years old, right before bedtime. <laughs> nice. Oh, did that have any lasting impression on you? Yeah, um, I can't sleep without having a light on or the door open to know who's coming in. Wait, you leave the door <laughs> open? That would be easier for someone to come in. Yeah, but if I can see who's coming in, then I have time to prepare to defend myself. But your eyes will be closed. <laughs> I also sleep with my baseball bat beside the bed. Yeah. So, so they have a weapon if they break in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have the weapon. <laughs> they have easy access on a sleeping man with a bat near him. <laughs> Look, man, I'm not gonna poke holes in your logic, but uh, so. You've seen Silence of the Lambs before. Was it as traumatic this time as it was the first time you saw it? Not as bad. Uh, this time I kind of knew what was going to happen. I didn't watch the last scene or up until they... Uh, well, I don't want to do any spoilers, but... This is like the most famous movie we will probably ever talk about. If you haven't seen it, that's on you. You've had time. It's been out for a while. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So when the when the girl's down in the well at Buffalo Bill's house, that's uh, the last point I saw before the end of the movie. So I didn't see the part where they're in the pitch black. He puts on the glasses and then it's like five feet from her. Yeah, I know. This motherfucker calls me during that scene and is like, we had to pause it because I'm too scared. <laughs> we ended up finishing the movie. Um, we started like that uh, one they made in 2001 to like uh, something with the yeah. red. But uh, we couldn't finish that one. What's that called? Red Dragon? Red Dragon, yeah. Red Dragon? That's a Brett Ratner joint. Famous sex pest Brett Ratner. Yeah. 
And then it also got handed off before that to uh, one of my least favorite directors, Ridley Scott. Man, the, just the mixed bag that is Ridley Scott. He made Alien and Aliens. I don't know if you're familiar no, you're with not. his oeuvre. No, no, no. no. He oh, yeah, Alien. he didn't make Aliens, blah, 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 blah. But he made <laughs> Alien and then a bunch of crappy sequels, so. <laughs> that That is true, yeah. Yeah. All right, Nick, before we start, though, I do have one question for you. All right. Do you know what you look like with your good bag and your cheap shoes? You look like a rube. I haven't heard that, that one before. That was a statement. <laughs> I kept doing that to him one summer because we watched Silence of the Lambs together, and I would just be like, "Nick, I did you like? Did you hear this? I, I do you know this? <laughs> I know what you look like? You look oh. like a rube. <laughs> like a rube. I love your suit. He is so sassy in this movie. I forgot how like." sassy Hannibal Lecter is he's a hoot he's really funny honestly <laughs> he well, he lives for the sass he's got nothing else but to just be like you know like for he's got nothing but banter he's like a queen <laughs> yeah and Gabe you were saying that he's like not the best psychologist because he just kind of no. no, throws no, no. stuff so, like, out there and hopes it yeah, sticks. yeah yeah so this is this is me and AJ were like chatting this up. We're like, that's not really a psychologist or a psychiatrist. You don't like a psychiatrist doesn't go. So do your dad rape you? It's like that's not. There's no insight. You're just, you're just guessing. You're not much different from like a like a hypnotist that just goes, I'm I'm getting a message from someone from beyond. One of your dead family members. Their name had an A in it. It's like, oh, good good work. I can't believe you deduce that. What do you think, Nick? You got thoughts on uh, how he worked in his practice before he became a serial killer? I think he kind of used his practice to lure his victims, didn't he? Yeah, is that is that yeah. the case? Didn't they? Do they say that in one of those movies or prequel series that I haven't seen? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. In the in the prequel, like he's acting, he stabs one of his uh, like patients who's a detective, and then he also in the sequel, uh, I guess the prequel, but in the in the sequel, uh, he. Uh, gets loose and uses that to his advantage as well wild yeah. how much they've been able yeah. to milk this concept of just like a really polite serial killer <laughs> that's what it was yeah because it's not like there's no like fantastical elements it's just like this dude's creepy and has good manners and also he eats people and they've made like five movies out of it in a tv show two tv shows we'll talk about one of them later i guess he wasn't in one of them which we'll talk about later but gabe do you want to get into la plate the plot of the lambs yeah that's that's it going um so we open up with clarice starling the protagonist of the film uh she's an fbi trainee and she's just running out in the woods um turns out uh her boss i forget his name now but jack crawford Jack Crawford, thank you. Um, Jack Crawford assigns her to interview an infamous cannibal, Hannibal Lecter, which, you know, a little bit of wordplay. I know, they really us. lucked out having his name be Hannibal. Which one do you think they yeah. thought of first? I mean, it had to be, like, in the writing process, uh, Hannibal the Cannibal. He Hannibal was, like, writing cannibal. it down, a herderer, the murderer? No. <laughs> My name is Herial Killer. <laughs> like, Hannibal, like, I've never met, have you ever met anybody named Hannibal? Did they make that name up? There's Hannibal Burris. That's There's the only Hannibal, other one Missouri. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's a place, Nick, not a person. That's fair. Eh, there's people named Paris. I, I wouldn't. I'd venture a guess. You know, like. Also, what a horrible name, Paris. I feel like they kind of ruined the name Hannibal. Like you can't really name oh, yeah. your kid Hannibal post Silence of the Lambs. Clarice is sent to interview Hannibal because he's a highly intelligent former psychiatrist and may be able to give insight into the currently loose serial killer known as Buffalo Bill. 
Uh, this killer is known for killing overweight women and then skins them. He kills uh, great big fat persons. Yeah. Oh, wait. Were you a great fruit? Was she a big great fit? Uh, how did she Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I mean, that's kind of how he talks the whole movie. He never really opens his mouth. He's always like, <laughs> Corrupts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> oh, she gets the hose again. Uh, which one do you find scarier, Hannibal or Buffalo Bill? Hannibal. Really? Yeah. Wow. Rips a dude's face off. Yeah, that's sick. He deserved it. Yeah, no. I don't know if he deserved it. No, he deserved to have his face eaten off in the most horrific <laughs> manner and then, like, turned into an art piece. The thing is, he's theatrical when he kills people. Buffalo Bill just, like, I don't know, skins them. It's gross. Hannibal is making sculptures. Uh, I, I will interject. Uh, Buffalo Bill's real theatrical. Look at your background. Oh yeah, that's true. For the <laughs> listener at home, I have the I have clipped the scene where he tucks his uh, penis to make him look like he has a vagina. It's the "Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me" scene. Fuck me. <laughs> Dude, that song is iconic. Yeah, pretty much uh, can only think of the movie scene with that song. All right, Starling uh, is sent to Baltimore State Hospital to, uh, for this interview. Um, the interview begins cordially enough, but it's brought to a screeching halt after a shitty segue by Clarice. I, I, I do love how, uh, <laughs> that was a shit segue. This is over. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, like a Twitter reply guy. Just like, mm, you used improper grammar, Clarice. You used the wrong form of there. You have fallen to my logical fallacy. And so, uh, as Clarice is leaving, another prisoner named Miggs, who will become kind of important later on, flings his semen at her. Uh, this angers Lecter and causes him to begin helping her in order to make up for uh, the assault. Is this the only Best Picture winner to feature a cum shot? <laughs> yeah, that is a, yeah, this is probably it. I'm trying to think of their other... No, 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 no. There's, wait, there's no, kind of one in Forrest Gump. You don't see it, though. Yeah, there's Boogie Nights, but that didn't win Best Picture, did it? No, that's why I'm not mentioning it. But yeah. uh, I'm trying to think what else. No Country. I don't think there's a cum shot in that. <laughs> Was there a cum shot in Spotlight? They definitely talk about a lot of cum shots. Uh, I don't know if I watched Spotlight. I don't think I did, no. You didn't watch fucking Spotlight? No. Bro, you didn't have Spotlight fever like the rest of America? Dude, the whole last episode was uh, just, Gabe, you didn't watch this? Okay, <laughs> you really, you can't get me started again, Gabe, because I was so mad. I had to take a walk after we recorded that episode because I was so Jeez. heated. I, it was, first of all, we were talking about the blob, so I was already kind of over yeah. it. Then you mentioned that you, you spend your time watching blobs and Zack Snyder's. Two of those, one of those is your fault. I yeah, my fault that you watched it, not the fault that you see it. Nick, have you seen Casablanca? Can't say I have. Ah! <laughs> hey, AJ, I think you're gonna realize slowly that the more people you talk to, the you're in the minority on this. You mean that uh, people in their 20s aren't watching movies made in the 40s? Am I the only one? Is Adam Sandler in it? <laughs> What's the Nick? What do you think the <laughs> oldest movie you've seen is? Probably Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is like the 80s, yeah. bro. You've definitely seen it earlier yeah. than that, but... I don't know. Have you seen The, have you seen the Godfather? Gone with the Wind? Like the How old is that? We'll bring you oh, on yeah. for our Passion of Joan of Arc episode. We're not episode. Gone with the Wind. You've seen Gone with the, the Wind? One... No, not that one. The one with um, the actress dad likes. Mary Poppins? Yeah. <laughs> I, that was like old. the 60s? Yeah, that's probably the oldest. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, that's that's decent, I guess. Uh, I guess I'm the only old. <laughs> that's movie eight, that's eighty years ago. Eighty years ago, you might want to do Wait, some yeah. math. No, sixty. Sixty. Uh, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm, I'm dumb. Uh, continue on. Anyways. Lecter begins helping her. He sends her on a bit of a wild goose chase using an anagram, which leads her to his old storage uh, shed. Um, this uh, apparently has a severed head within it. Um, the head of the man that she finds, or the severed head, is somehow linked to uh, Buffalo Bill. Uh, this also causes her to have to follow up with him again, returning to the, uh, in, uh, I guess, insane asylum. It's I feel really like a is. good amount of storage um, lockers probably have body parts in them, like 100%. storage wars. Yeah, definitely. You open them, there's probably a foot somewhere. So this isn't even that out of the ordinary. Yeah. Storage wards behind the scene is just ha like just bodies. Storage wars serial killer editions. <laughs> like this was the BTK's oh, wow. locker. Who's your guys' favorite serial killer? Uh, Unabomber for sure. Uh, I don't know. Probably Dahmer. I know most about him. Do you watch the miniseries? You watch the Netflix series? Yeah. Yeah. He he kind of talks like Buffalo Bill in that. He, it's like Midwest Buffalo. He's like, like everything he says is a little bit like down here. And then he's like, hey, you want to go back to my place? Maybe watch some videos. Yeah. I used to have a bit. It was uh, film bro Dahmer. It was him being like, you want to go back to my place and read my screenplay? Uh, or also Gacy. I probably know more about Gacy. So you, you're more of a Gacy guy, Nick? <laughs> Why do you say that? I, I, this is an open-ended question. You can make what you want. <laughs> I'm not uh, not too big into clowns, but I don't know. Yeah, Pogo, and, uh, dude. At the a lot of bodies. The Museum of Murder has a bunch of Gacy paintings at it. It's fucking creepy. From his prison cell. Yeah, so like he has one just shit-ass drawing of the seven dwarves <laughs> that's up there. That was the cool part of the Museum of Murder. The rest was just like gross. Yeah. I talked about the Museum of Murder on here before, right? Yeah, I think I had some kind of like witty remark, but I can't remember what it was. I'm sure I laughed heartily. But yeah, the Museum of Murder is exactly what the name implies. It's a lot of pictures of decapitated heads and severed dicks. It was a lot. You're not allowed to be on your phone at all. So I couldn't even like look down at the floor. You go to the bathroom, there's pictures of severed dicks in there. So you really can't <laughs> escape it. Wait, why can't you be on your phone though? Like, well, I mean, you know, there's pictures of dead, decapitated people, Gabe. They don't want to get taken pictures of fucking Sharon Tate's autopsy. <laughs> They're so selfish over there. Goddamn. They got some They got some creepy shit at that Museum of Murder. Stuff where I'm like, this is kind of immoral that you have it. Like, they have the bunk beds from the Heaven's Gate uh, massacre when they all killed themselves. They have a fucking gas canister from Auschwitz. What? Whoa. No, oh, that's Jesus. what in DC they have the or a Holocaust Museum. That was the weird part. They had all the shoes, all the wedding rings there. Well, that's like history, you know. That's set up by the foundation. This is just like a bunch of carnival hucksters that set everything up. Like it's just pictures of grisly murders on construction paper. Wait, how shot together is this whole thing? It's pretty. It's pretty shoddy. It's. I was expecting more uh craftsmanship but it's really just like they printed out pictures of suicide jumpers and then put them on construction paper and taped them to the wall <laughs> anyways uh we also learned here that hannibal uh apparently bullied migs into killing himself which is i guess the psychiatry coming back into play he uh psychologically bullied the man to death good um 
Yes. Fucking Migs. His name is Migs. Like, how far are you going to get with that? You're going to put that on your job application. Migs, uh, previous yeah. experience, Migs. disemboweling, coming. <laughs> the, uh, the, ne the next segment, there's no real clear way to get there. It just cuts to Buffalo Bill's next victim. Um, so it's uh, Catherine Martin, who's apparently the daughter of a U.S. senator. Um, this also instigates uh, Clarice's uh, boss, Crawford, to authorize Starling to offering Lecter a fake deal, promising a prison transfer if he helps them capture Buffalo Bill. Um, instead, uh, Lecter uh, demands his, one of his most famous lines, quid pro quo, to let you know quid that he's pro real quo. smart. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Come on. <laughs> We're gonna be doing a lot of this, see? I mean, I feel like I think like they do that in every movie to establish that a character like is a character smart. They just like throw in some Latin phrase like mm, "et tu brutus." <laughs> That's not even the right phrase. It's "et tu brute." I don't, know. dude. I, again, I'm not the smart character. I thought you read Socrates. Okay, that's Greek, not Latin. <laughs> same shit. <laughs> it is kind of the same shit. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah, so uh, Lecter offers uh, clues and insights in, in exchange for uh, better accommodations, which uh, she agrees to, but obviously it's a fake deal. Uh, the uh, psychiatrist then, the one at the uh, prison, we haven't really introduced him, Chilton. Oh, fucking Frederick Chilton. Fuck Frederick yeah. Chilton. All my homies hate Frederick Chilton. You know who I'm talking about, Nick? He's the guy that's like, uh, this can be a good city if you have the right guide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that—that's like the best way to establish that the guy is a piece of shit immediately. Is he just like is like stuffy and hits on the main character? Yeah, immediately he's like, "You're you're beautiful because you're a woman." <laughs> I'm upset that he didn't get his face eaten off in this. Of well, I mean, characters. it's implied at the end, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Like, I'm gonna have an old friend for dinner. Yeah, coming off that bus. Uh, so yes, we were at Chilton. Chilton explodes Starling's um, offer. He talks to Hannibal and just kind of shows shows him that the deal's no good. But in order, the U.S. senator is desperate to get her daughter back. So Hector is flown to Memphis to Hector. Um, I keep doing this. I can't help it. I see Hec Hannibal and Lecter, and I just smash them together in my brain. <laughs> Lecter, <the> collector. <laughs> One of the uh, early drafts for Hannibal. No, but uh, yeah. So um, Hannibal is flown into Memphis, where he then kind of proceeds to just insult the the uh, senator to her He's face. He's such a queen. He's just like, I love your suit. Oh, did you breastfeed her with those ugly nipples? Oh, God, <laughs> gross woman. No, okay. So from here, uh, he does give them some insight, and then the uh, FBI just kind of you know follows up on it. It's apparently it's it's uh, kind of a you know um, what's it called like a like a wild goose chase or a something herring red herring yeah red herring, red herring. oh yeah herring. Uh, just uh, just a lie you just, just flat lie. out lies to them <laughs> yeah one Anyways, of my uh, classic lies clarice <laughs> uh starling figures out the name is an anagram another anagram of iron sulfide aka fool's gold or you know well he's being clever uh she uh visits lecter now in prison in tennessee uh, she describes a traumatic childhood incident wherein she's hell, um, uh, she heard lamb, lamb screaming at Slaughter in the barn, and but could not save them. Uh, yeah, this is just Lect uh, Hannibal Lecter just like going on his weird psychiatry thing where he's just like, throwing everything out. Like your uncle was abusive, wasn't he? He was a drunk. He 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 molested you, and she's like, no, no, none of that is true. Oh, but he did something else. Something bad happened to you before. Yeah, he also starts. Does he? This is also where he gets into the daddy issues too. He's like, "You have daddy issues." It's like a uh, fifty-fifty shot on that one. That's not impressive, Hannibal. 
Uh, Nick, do you think Hannibal Lecter would be able to get in your mind? Oh, easily. I'm very manipulated. <laughs> yeah, easily <laughs> manipulated. Oh yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely did give you Stockholm. I gave you a flinch before. Give you Stockholm syndrome. Should we, should we tell them about the summer that I just gave you a flinch? You were sitting at our uh, family desktop computer. I was playing the Wii in the same room. Every so often, you come up behind me, and go ah, and then I'd flinch. Yeah. So there was a couch that separated the computer and Nick playing Wii. So every now and then, I'd very quietly just like slink below the couch, crawl up, and then go like that. <laughs> or the, is that the same summer? I almost called the cops on you. Yeah, I, that was a few different times you would throw oh, uh, the cops because I was calling you chubby. <laughs> I was going to ask why, but there it is. Uh, yeah. Because I was I, bullying my younger brother. Yeah, that just goes with the territory, though. I a feel lot of like, people don't like, understand. Like, I know Addy and your respective partner, anytime they see us. Abby? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if she wanted her name name dropped here, but... Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, yeah anytime Addy and Abby just wa observe us interacting, like, how can you treat each other like that i'm like what are you talking about this, this is what we do this is who we are yeah this is literally this is the most cordial i've ever been to you yeah this is me being nice yeah as soon as soon as i turn off this fucking podcast the minute i press stop <laughs> all bets are off back to normal right now i'm like oh thank you for being a guest oh. yeah no i feel like that's just like what it is to have siblings it's like to fuck with them like, who else are you going to fuck with? Just someone you can walk into the room and punch on the arm. Yeah. For no exactly. reason. Yeah. Like, every time I walk down the stairs, my sister would be at the bottom of it behind the corner with a pillow to smack me. Just whenever she was downstairs and I was upstairs. That's a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got, it, it became... Sp speaking of flinches, I literally used to duck at every stairwell because I was like, oh, there it is. It helps to prepare you for the world, honestly. I bet if Catherine Martin had a sibling, she wouldn't have gotten to a fucking man's van. Yeah. Okay, we, I kind of just glossed over that, didn't I? He just goes, can you help me with this couch? And then he pushes her end in and just jams her back with a fucking couch. <laughs> the most suspicious man ever. Like, hey, so I, I need you to help me move my van into this couch. And I'd be like, oh, no, I'm going to walk this <laughs> oh, way. Oh, of course. See, I, oh. I run into like four of those guys a day in Los Angeles, and you just walk the other way. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's that's what you get for being a fucking helpful person, idiot. Yeah, loser. Helping people, stupid. <laughs> but yeah. also, if some if a, if a guy in like a if a weird tall guy with a weird lanky hair and a cast goes, "You help me move this red flag, get away from him." Mm. Also, if he just sounds like, "Can you help me move this?" You should probably get the fuck away from the guy. That's good advice. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, let's see. Uh, Get to the part where they talk about how they find moths in her, because I want to talk about the bug guys. Oh, yeah. No, this, the, well, this is where um, Hector reveals something Hector. about the... God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to call him Hannibal, and that's it. Well, let's see if he had been named... You know what? If you know he had been named Hector, he probably would have just been an inspector. And then... Hector's a real name. Hector Hannibal's not a real name. <laughs> what, what would be his, like, murder? See, Hector's a real name, and it makes sense Hector. in my head. Hector the Erector. Hector, Hector the... Hector the Dissector. There you go. Hector the... Nice. Yeah, that was pretty good. No, but he... I think it's just because Hector's an actual name, and I've never heard any anybody called Hannibal. It's okay. In the editing process, I'll make it sound seamless. 
I'm gonna actually like triple it every time you say Hector. It's just gonna go Hector, Hector, <laughs> Hector. Talk about the the mods. I want to talk about the bug guys. I want to talk about the bug guys. I love yeah, the no, bug it's, guys. It's, it's so it's during this like weird like uh, accus ac you know accusatory uh, interview with Hector again where he's Hector. like. I'm gonna fucking quit right here, right now. I'm so ah oh, god. I'm just mad at myself. God damn it! It's, it's here that Lecter. That's gonna be the running joke of this fucking episode. It's just Gabe's miss mistakes. <laughs> this should just be a fucking. You should just do a counter for the fucking <laughs> clip this week. No, um, this is where Hannibal reveals that um, there was there's been in, there's the insects found within these victims is. Uh, uh, correlated to some other serial killer, so they're on the wrong trail, which leads her to go to the bug inspectors. The, the bug, bug boys, love the bug boys. Bug. My favorite, like one scene performance. They come back at the end, but I love. Yeah. They they got two types. There's like one that's gay coded, one that's nerd coded, and they just love they just love talking about bugs. Yeah, they're playing chess with bugs. I do. Uh, I got a little kick out of that. Yeah, they would probably be the ones I would most want to kick it with in this movie of all the characters. Not a lot that I think would be good hangs. I think those bug boys would be fun. They'd be like yeah. telling you all sorts of cicada species and you're just like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Nick, would you crush a brew with a bug boy? Cheers. He just raised his <laughs> bush light to the camera. But yeah, so the, the moths, the butterflies, it signifies change. He wants to change himself. Hannibal's kind of grasping at straws, I gotta be real. He's like, yeah. obviously it symbolizes that he wants to change his appearance. Not just that he's a weird yeah. freak who puts bugs in people. <laughs> yeah, how does he inside, like, how is he always, he's, so he, he does have, he is right. But I feel like it's just like, just like one of those writing fucking motifs where it's like, he's just right because he's smart and plot convenience. It's not like, none of this makes sense. None I've read the like... screenplay, Clarice. I gave it a few <laughs> punch-ups. I did a pass on it. I'm not going to get credited because of the WGA. All right. I wrote under a pen name. It's called, my name is Hector. That's my pen name. <laughs> Clarice. Just, just Hector. Would you like to read my screenplay, Clarice? It's based on a conversation we had. But I changed it so, so that I won. <laughs> Dude, speaking of people that have made us reduce screenplays, one of our go-to bits, you know? Oh. You know where I'm going with this. Oh, you're talking about... <laughs> I, I want to see how you relate it to here. Are we just going to shit on him, or do we have any sort of segue? I mean, you know, if you get to the gist of it, it's just shitting on him. But the segue is that, you know... He also just, seems annoying. I would love for this movie to end with instead of like, I'm having an old friend for dinner. It's him on the beach writing the screenplay for The Silence of the Lambs. He's like changing <laughs> it so that he's super smart. And he, he got out because he was so strong and cool and was able to trick the detectives. He's so smart he talked a guy into suicide. Where he into went. swallowing <laughs> his own tongue. I don't fully understand yeah, how, how, does he, that, how he did that. How do you swallow your tongue? Here, let's that try it right work. now. <laughs> 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 gonna do it now we're down to one host it's me this podcast is getting canceled we're gonna shift in nick we're actually we're trying you out to be the third host this week nick i hope you're prepared this is an interview oh geez and so far oof, so far you. you are passing with flying colors <laughs> with her new notes from hector star um starving hector. figures out that <laughs> I'm fucking late. <laughs> God damn it. I feel like now it's like in embedded. I can't say it any other way. Like now it's like a flinch for me.
Dude, just, just you... I've gotten in your mind, Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> Can you still hear the dreaded screaming of the podcast? All right, you got me. I was molested when I was a kid. God. <laughs> Quid pro quo, Gabriel. I'll say Hector, and then I'll make fun of you. <laughs> right, keep going. All right. Okay, with her notes from Lecter, this is going to be the running joke of this whole fucking pod. Uh, Starling figures out that Buffalo Bill uh, knew his first victim. Frederica Bimmel, his first victim. Um, she then, So now Cleary, knowing this, travels to um, Bimmel's home in Ohio and discovers that Buffalo Bill um, and her both live in the same town. And that they're also both tailors. They're like right across the street from each other, right? That's the implication. He would like see her taking her little racy Polaroids. Yeah. I'm going to skin her alive. (laughs) Yeah. Also, did did she accidentally get him into tailoring? Is that the implication? Is that she turned him (laughs) on to tailoring? That'd be very funny if he had never even considered it before then. He's like, oh, man, I need to get a hobby. I need to get out of the house more. I'm going to join my sewing club. You also so, you skipped over Hannibal's whole escape, man. Oh, holy fuck! Yeah, that wasn't. I'm I'm I did a few punch ups on like the fucking Wikipedia, and they did not mention that in there. At one all. of I think one of the best directed sequences in any movie. The way it tightens the, the tension, the misdirects. Ah, oh, I I knew what was gonna happen. I was still fucking tense. This like this yes. movie. It's, it's a good movie. It's hard to argue. It's kind of a normie opinion, but Silence of the Lambs is one of the no. all times. It is, no, just editing, but also the payoff, because it establishes that he stole the pen, like, half an hour ago, which becomes relevant in his escape, like, you know, like, eight scenes removed, where it's like, he apparently took apart the pen and used used it to, like, undo the handcuffs, and then, you know, mm-hmm. from there, proceeds to escape. Nick, you look like you had something to say. I just, uh, I just made that connection that he took the pen an hour earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, that's why they had that long close-up on the pen. <laughs> I mean, it is the most, like, subtle, uh, obvious foreshadowing, because you never see him, like, grab the pen. You just see him look at it, and then, like, 30 minutes later, you see him pull it out, pick his yeah. handcuffs. Well, it's also established, Chimmel says, don't bring any pens into the cell area, because, you know, he's incredibly oh, dangerous. That's, yeah, like, really the second scene in the out. movie. Don't don't bring any pens into the second act, uh, or else he'll <laughs> use them to make his escape. He's really not in like the last thirty or forty minutes of the movie. Not at all. He just like does like a brief like call in at the end, and that's it. <laughs> Doctor Lecter. But anyway, back to Buffalo Bill's uh, awful apartment. That's still better than most of the places I've lived. <laughs> no, he's a house. He moved into a whole house. A whole this, ass this... house. He's a homeowner. No, he's a, he's, a, he, he's a home squatter, yeah. I mean, he's a home renovator, clearly. Yeah, do you see those improvements? The pieces <laughs> on the wall? What, the the <laughs> fucking t- the hole he dug in the ground? Unless he got there no, and no, it was no, just no. there, the well. The, yeah, I think that was just, just there. A well? yeah. There was just a well there? Did people used to have wells in their basement? Yeah, that's the thing. It's fresh yeah. water. How yeah. would that be possible? There's a roof over it. What What is the point of the well? What do you mean? There's an aquifer underground. You, that's how you get. That's what. How well you just water. Get water. Works. Thought, what, yeah. what? I did not know that. <laughs> I I can't I can't speak, but I I can speak on aquifers. That's how you get water out of the ground. There's water reserves underground. Yeah, you're more you're more the construction. Person. I'm just just like he probably dug a weird hole for his victims. That's what I assumed. 
I don't know. It's uh, it, it, that's actually. That, I don't know. Is that a joke about Lassie falling down a well or something, where the dog gets yanked down the well? Oh, precious. Yeah, precious. 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 You touch my worst, fucking dog. That, that is the most perfect dog for just the awful serial killer to have. Just, I, I, I bet that dog sucked. I mean, I'm sure the oh, actor dude. was very nice, but just dogs <laughs> like that suck. I fucking hate those. You know, small little white dogs that have crusty eyes. It's a whole fucking. They always got shit to say. Yeah. Dude, I do. I so resented my grandma when she got a little white poodle. I'm like, why did you get the worst dog ever? It, it's after searching Bimmel's room, his first victim. It's revealed that Buffalo Bell is making. Well, it's not revealed. We all know, but uh, Starling has a jumps to the conclusion that he's making a, a suit out of human flesh. She kind of just screams that in the kitchen of the house. Like uh, the dad's just in the background, probably hearing all of this. Like my daughter's <laughs> getting turned into a suit. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, like screaming on the phone. Like he's turning people. He's turning the women he's killed into suits. He's skinning their fat bodies, and the dad's just like drinking his coffee, trying to ignore her. Like. Oh my God, he's not doing it for me. <laughs> he, the man, the man's in the other room with a thousand-yard stare, like sipping cough coffee. <laughs> she also concludes that the culprit is a name. Is a guy, is a guy named James Gumb. Is that really yeah, what they call James Gum? That's his name. James Gum. James Gum. Oh Jesus! Okay. Not, not Gump. He's not Forrest Gump. He's James yeah. Gump. His name is James. J A M E. Yeah. Imagine name. if there had the crossover of the century. It turns out the serial killer was Forrest Gump. Let's riff on that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. <laughs> Nick, you have a Forrest uh, in you, I know. It's a good movie. I'll, I will say that. No, come on, do your voice. Do the voice. <laughs> what voice? The Forrest voice. I think I'm good. Is it offensive <laughs> to do that voice? I mean, it's more offensive no. than Tom Hanks. Is it offensive that he did the voice? Oh, definitely. He could not get away with that today. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, but didn't I, I, he follow like a kid around for like a week or whatever? Yeah, the to... kid who the kid who plays the young Forest is who he based the voice off of. So that kid, I guess, is doing the Forest voice, and Tom Hanks is making fun of him. Ouch. <laughs> No, I was gonna do uh, and ever since that day where I saw that great big fat woman, I was skinning. Jenny, she was a great big fat woman. <laughs> I'll show you how the fawn is skin. I feel like we can do Forrest Gump voices. It's yeah, so removed I, from. It's not that. Yeah. I'm making the call here. I'm gonna speak on behalf of whatever community, the Gump community, that Forrest Gump voices are okay. You can do. You can do like three accents. You can do Italian. Uh, you can do Australian and you can do Forrest Gump. Those are the only voices that you can make fun of. Oh, we're doing Australian now, are we? Yeah, sure. Bluey. Bluey. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. No. No. Have you guys seen that meme where it's uh, the scene from um, Pearl? Where it's, uh, I'm a star. star. It's Emma Stone. I'm a star. I'm a star. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it. What do you think of uh, X in Pearl? I've only seen X. I thought X was kind of mid. It didn't have it didn't have the juice. I Mm -hmm. I felt I was like, oh, this is just like a slasher. There was no. Yeah, they try to make they try to do something with Pearl. It was just kind of. I never saw Pearl. Never saw Pearl. You're just fooling. My name's Pearl. (laughs) Nick, did you see X Uh, or Pearl? can't say I did. They don't really seem like Nick movies. What is a Nick movie? I mean, like anything Adam Um, Sandler's in. 
Jack and Jill. And uh, oh, <laughs> not Jack and Jill. Yeah, do not speak <laughs> up for Jack and Jill on this podcast. I have the ability to kick people out. <laughs> what about White Chicks? You ever seen White Chicks, Nick? That's a good movie. I like it. It was ah. pretty funny. It had its moments. <laughs> you know, I literally left someone's house because they turned on White Chicks. What was it, Samir? No, this was <laughs> this was when I was still at uh, the first school. It was. I'll bleep the name because he probably doesn't know this, but it was like, <laughs> I literally walked like a mile and a half home because I was just fucking sick of white chicks. <laughs> oh, dude, you, you know what's even worse than white chicks, though, is their follow-up film, Little Man. You're, oh, I was in, like, did they make a white chicks, too? No, 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 no. Just like the, the in-universe follow-up was Little Man. That's they, they share the same universe, Little Man and White Chicks? I assume so. That sounds like the name of the atomic bombs, little little man and white chick. <laughs> the atomic bomb dropped on the movie theater. I'm gonna oh, add the God. longest drum thing there. Anyways, <laughs> put a laugh track on. <laughs> All right, let me, let me get back to uh, let's get back to James Gum. James Gum. Well, it's not fucking. It rolls James. off the tongue. It's tongue. It rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, Tom, let's finish Tom. this up. Uh, he believes... Uh, so, um, the culprit is a man named J James Gum, who believes he's a transsexual, but has deemed too violent to apply for a sex change operation. Uh, Crawford and the FBI hostage rescue team storm Gum's address in Illinois, but find out the house is empty. Meanwhile, Starling follows the lead and takes her to Bill's uh, house. Uh, well, well, you know, it's not established yet, but it, it becomes clear to her that this is Buffalo Bill. Another great sequence the misdirect of you see all the cops like breaking down the door and then it cuts to just clarice by herself the smallest woman to ever live jodie yeah, foster's like five one she's so yeah, tiny she can't be more than 100 pounds either no yeah. yeah it's cool she's great in this movie she was telling me that i should kill ronald reagan the whole time that was kind of a weird choice <laughs> but <laughs> i bet i could impress her you're getting, re you're getting you're getting back to your taxi hour days all of a sudden, taxi hour. Fuck! God damn it! I can't speak tonight. Give Your me brain a break. Is spaghetti right now. Dude, I don't know what it is. I think it's all these fucking um, pieces of asbestos I've been eating. Taxi yeah. hour makes me think that like Travis Bickle started a talk show, a late night show. You're watching Taxi Hour. I'm talking to you. <laughs> that needed more that of a laugh. That was good. <laughs> that was that was that was good. Fuck both. <laughs> Dude, okay, I, I, my brain can't even pick up on jokes tonight. It took me oh, a know. second to put that together. Nick, have you seen Taxi Driver? There's like, that's one of those where it's I would wouldn't be surprised if you had. You you've seen like a bunch of like the off kind of weird. I'm like, you watched fucking Twelve Angry Men? Why? That was a good movie though. Yeah, Twelve Angry Men rocks. We had to watch that for I think it was government class. That makes yeah, sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Jinx. Yeah. You had to watch it for good Kino class because it's fucking good Kino. Yeah, so it's here that she, uh, that uh, Starling is confronted with the real James Gum. Uh, she realizes that he's Buffalo Bill uh, after spotting dead moths around his house, which uh, kind of a dead giveaway. And uh, she draws a gun on him, and he quickly escapes down to the basement. Um, after a very convoluted um, chase scene where the lights get shot, like, you know, shut off on her and. Apparently, they did. They, they're really good at establishing motifs throughout the th film because um, he's been using these night vision goggles earlier. Oh, terrifying! The fucking scene where she's just like fumbling around in the dark, and yeah. he's like right behind her, almost caressing her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
But all, but the I, I was really kind of like um. I, I was like, why didn't you just shoot her when you had the? Ch I don't know. Because he's he a like creepy serial killer man. He he doesn't make I, sense. Not a lot of the stuff he does is normal. If you couldn't tell by yeah, now, yeah. he's not quite right in the head. Yeah. But um, she does end up getting the jump on him. She turns around, puts him out of his misery. Thank God. Blows and, his, uh, blows him away. Fucking smokes that fool in the dark. Yeah. She unloads. She unloads the whole fucking you know like not you know whatever for revolvers, but she unloads on him. Good. I mean, she's already had someone unload on her. If you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did I you stupid fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I can smell it. <laughs> I myself cannot. <laughs> you use Lavion uh, lotion, and now you have a tinge of semen on you. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, farted but, yeah. two hours ago. <laughs> can you still smell it? <laughs> you, there's a tinge of uh, diarrhea, a bit of a mud streak in your underwear. I'm picking up on. <laughs> Doctor Lecter. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she, uh, you know, Starlin becomes like yes. Uh, well, she gets she she uh, graduates the academy that she was part of. She becomes kind of a hero amongst the bureau, and uh, it's all you know you know. She's she's riding off into the sunset, and then finally she gets a call from Hannibal, who reveals that he's going to have an old friend for dinner. Cut the black. We're supposed to imply that it's uh, it's the the shitty doctor. Right? Chilton, yeah, Doctor Chilton. You see him getting yeah. off the plane. He's like, I'm having an old friend for dinner, and then you just hear yeah. Doctor Lecter, Doctor Lecter, Doctor Lecter, and you get Doctor Lecter, Doctor We have we have to talk about. I, thanks, I actually put Lecter in my head again. I think I broke the Hector streak. Hector. Uh, no. Hector. But uh, no, 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 no. Don't do it. No, but uh, no, the uh, we had to talk about her spot-on Virginian accent killer. Her her West Virginian trash. trash. <laughs> One generation removed from Hilla paper or whatever he says. Trailer park trash. He's so sassy. He's so just yeah. like a mean old queen. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever watch the TV shows, they do they they do imply that he's gay or well bisexual in this case or pansexual. Who knows. But yeah, the TV show makes uh, gives him a, uh, you know. No, what we really need to talk about is his vacation look. I love the, the like, straw hat. <laughs> the suit. The, yeah, the suit with, like, a Hawaiian shirt. There was some edition of the book they used that as the cover was him in vacation <laughs> mode. <laughs> I need to look up if there's a Funko Pop of vacation Hannibal Lecter. No, if, well, if you look up the Hannibal movie, he's just wearing a fedora at all times in that one. Look up Lady. the Funko Pop. <laughs> That's the problem. There's not enough nice guys anymore. Girls <laughs> always go for some sort of jerk <laughs> there is not a funko of hawaiian damn. uh hannibal lecter it's a goddamn shame come on funko pop get on that what are you doing you got every single harry potter and in every single movie <laughs> to be fair they do have like five versions of hannibal lecter so it's not like they aren't mining they, they, that they have this version right oh yeah that's like the yeah, first yeah. one they made yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has a happy ending. Everyone gets what they want. Uh, Hannibal gets to go have fun with his friend. I wonder what they made for dinner. <laughs> Maybe like fried liver or something. With some fava beans. <laughs> Dude, we need the whole like thing, whatever that was. Meow, what's that, up, Doc? That, 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 that got a little hair raise out of me. Yeah, I know. It just I want to know who came up with that 
choice to have I, him go I, like. I bet you that was Anthony. And I ate his pussy oh, with some fava beans. I'm making a fondue, Clarice. You should come over. Ooh, quick question. Do you think Hannibal Lecter's ever eaten a penis in the literal sense? Definitely. He didn't leave, he didn't yep. keep trophies or like <laughs> leave evidence. Or does the does the cock have meat in it? Would it even be like I don't dude, I, I couldn't tell you. I'm gonna look up eating penis. People 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 do eat testicles though. That's not even a joke. If you, that, we do that here in Iowa. You ever gone to those fucking um fairs? There's like a like a There's mm. a penis fair in Iowa? No, no, no. <laughs> there's a pig you can eat pig testicles at one of these fairs. I've heard people eating balls. That's what, like, uh, like Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Not seeing a whole lot for eating the penis. I'm going to imagine there's probably not a lot of meat that you can chew on there. It's probably very muscly. At least mine is, but... Um... <laughs> yeah, he just got a strong dick. I do. Uh, speaking of, you guys want to move into Behind That Jazz? Yeah. That's the segment <laughs> where we just read from the Wikipedia. <laughs> the, the behind the scenes and so it is based on the 1988 novel by thomas harris it's the uh, second of like four different hannibal novels i think all of them have been turned into a movie um, yeah it's also the second film to feature hannibal lecter the first was manhunter michael mann's manhunter which was remade into red dragon that one stars brian cox so my succession heads y'all need to watch that for for fucking Brian Cox, fuck off. <laughs> does he, does he, I think he's supposed to play a really quiet like uh, character though, right? Fuck off, Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Brian Cox as anything but Logan right now. So, uh, Gene Hackman originally was set to direct and star as Jack Crawford, which I find funny that if you are given the choice to star in this movie, you're like, I want to play the boring FBI guy. Like, I, <laughs> He wouldn't go for like Lecter, fucking Hector. He probably just didn't want to shave his mustache. Mm, that's, a, that's a that's a fair stance to take, man. A good mustache is you can't you know. You can't yeah, a good that. one. Yeah, Nick, you know what I'm talking about? A good mustache. I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for the listener at home, Nick just wet his fingers and then <laughs> went he went across his mustache very sensually. Uh, so the rights to the book and the character of Hannibal Lecter are owned by different studios. It was the De Laurentiis group who owns the character of Hannibal Lecter, but uh, I don't remember what production company owns the actual book. So there was some finagling with that production company to get the rights to Hannibal Lecter. I believe it's still that way today because there is a TV show we'll talk about later yeah. that was not legally allowed to use Hannibal Lecter. Wait, this is the first one, right? Yeah, I'm, anyways. Yeah. Uh, then Jonathan Demme was brought on to direct. He made uh, such movies as Stop Making Sense, Philadelphia. He's a he's a pretty good director. <laughs> Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. Yeah, did we watch Philadelphia together? We did. <laughs> that was a weird movie night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, and then Tom Hanks's Oscar speech inspired the movie In and Out. Do you guys want to know that story? Yeah, yeah, tell me that real quick. So, uh, Gabe, I don't know if you've seen Philadelphia, but it's about Tom Hanks plays this gay man who's dying of AIDS, who is suing yeah, his me. law firm for wrongful termination. Uh, Tom Hanks wins the Best Actor Award for that movie, and in his acceptance speech, he thanks like a bunch of gay men in his life who have influenced him, one of which being his high school drama teacher, who had not come out of the closet at that point. <sighs> Ouch. Yeah. yeah, so there was a whole media storm around that high school, that teacher, and that inspired the movie In and Out, starring Kevin Klein. 
Whoops. <laughs> yeah, so to date, I think it's the only Oscars acceptance speech that has inspired another movie. Dude, they should make a movie off of Marlon Brando's speech, though. That was hilarious. <laughs> the, the Native American woman. Yeah. <laughs> that was just absurd. I don't know. That was pretty goaded. Honestly, he was pretty based for that. I think the He's, best yeah. Oscars acceptance speech is Joe Pesci when he won for Goodfellas. Have you guys oh, seen yeah. that one? You think he just yeah. like, thank you, and leaves? He, he goes up there, he says, it's my privilege, God bless, and then walks off. Yeah. <laughs> what a yeah. G. Um... So some of the people considered for Clary Starling, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, she was actually offered the role, but she turned it down because of the subject matter. Same with Meg Ryan. They both thought it was too gross, which to be fair, it is pretty gross. Uh, yeah, especially that, the first scene in the cell. <laughs> especially the every scene in this movie. Yeah, but like, I think semen getting thrown on you has to take the cake for the There's a lot scene. of shots of women who have been skinned in this movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not as bad as come though. Uh, Laura Dern was also <laughs> considered Laura Dern of Blue Velvet fame, Blue Velvet of Criteria Cast fame as well. Go back and listen mm -hmm. to that episode. Blue Sean Connery was offered the role of Hannibal Lecter. Which, what? That's some wild casting. Clarice, you're still here the screaming of the lambs. <laughs> shut Clarice. up. <laughs> Clarice, were you sodomized as a child? Were you sodomized? <laughs> Sean Connery. Sean Nick used Connery. to play Sean Connery when we would do Indiana Jones. He was he would play as the dad. <laughs> oh man. Indeed. We used to put a fedora on or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we had we had many fedoras as a kid. I guess mainly I had many fedoras. I was a fedora fifth grader. <laughs> we had like we had like three or four of them. To be fair, like I was, I started the trend. Like kids started wearing fedoras because of me. I wasn't like the weird kid doing it alone. Like all my friends started wearing fedoras. And they would, we were only allowed to wear them at recess. So we would just like bring them to lunch, put on our fedoras, and head to play kickball. Sure. <laughs> you was the cool one with the fedora. <laughs> Straight up. Like, no, it definitely wasn't cool. I was in fifth grade. You can't be cool in fifth grade. But, well, yeah, but like, nobody made fun of me. They thought it was cool that I could do little hat tricks. Oh, I knew them at fifth grade. They weren't bad. <laughs> um, other Hannibal Lecter candidates were Al Pacino, Hua, Robert Ooh. De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Daniel Day Lewis, Dustin Hoffman. Whitaker. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, your your guy. This this guy loves Dustin Hoffman. What's your favorite performance and movie of his, Nick? <laughs> there are thirty-seven toothpicks on the ground. You'll do that voice, but you won't do Forrest Gump. <laughs> but it's uh, Rain Man. Yeah, that one's I think infinitely more offensive than yeah. Rain Man. Like they try to like say what he has, and they call him the R word like forty times. Came off sucks. Yeah, he's also just Dustin Hoffman doing a voice. Like that's that's all of these like super famous. Oh, they're playing someone special needs. Like yeah, they're just doing a voice though. You know what I mean? Like they're doing yeah. Like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, freaking Eddie Redmayne, they're all just like doing a voice. I think I think I I, I personally think that uh, uh, DiCaprio's was kind of like the most egregious of the bunch. DiCaprio's is so wildly offensive because <laughs> yeah. you know he was doing that not on set. Too. Oh, like, he was just doing that with his friends yeah. and the pussy posse. He's just like yeah. doing his whatever grape. He's not Gilbert Grape. What what grape is he? Uh fuck, I forget. 
where's my son? You know, when she comes to the police department, where's my son? Fucking, she says it in that scene. I have no idea. She leaves the house. I thought she was too fat to leave the house. No, she leaves the house to get him out of jail. I don't remember. I remember she was like fat and had to be airlifted out. <laughs> was she a great big fat woman? Oh, was she a great big fat person? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, Forrest Whitaker. That's kind of interesting. That would be an interesting one. He's a good actor and he has a kind of a crazy eye already. Yeah. <laughs> He also does a he does a really good job with like intimidation on screen. I feel like, yeah, he can be really really serious. Um, let's move on to filming. Uh, so Hopkins eventually got the role. He said he was inspired by Hal Nine Thousand and Truman Capote. Gabe, you know mm. Hal Nine Thousand. You got mm. a Hal Nine Thousand in you. I'm sorry, Dave. I don't know. That's not very good. I'm sorry, Hector. I'm afraid you can't come <laughs> to the phone right now. But if you leave your name and number. <laughs> and then Truman Capote, he kind of sounds like this. So Truman Capote is famously a big sassy gay man. So hey, hey, there it is. <laughs> there, there's the inspo. Uh, he, uh, Hopkins said that he was intimidated by Jodie Foster because she had just won an Academy Award, and uh, because someone tried to kill a president for her. So she got some clout. <laughs> Wait, no, doesn't Hopkins has an Academy Award? Yeah, he won for Silence of the Lambs. Oh, is that what he won for? Oh, yeah, well, he won for that, and then he also won for The Father, and he, they mm, rearranged yeah, well. the Academy Awards to give it to Chadwick Boseman, and then he won and didn't attend. Did you guys watch that Oscar ceremony? No. What? It was the one, it was the first one post-pandemic, so it was like 2021. They oh. rearranged the ceremony to have Best Actor go last, because they had assumed that Chadwick Boseman would have won, and you know he had just died, so it'd be a nice moment. But then Anthony Hopkins won, and they're just like... Anthony Hopkins. Okay, good night, everyone. Because <laughs> he wasn't—he <laughs> wasn't even at the ceremony. He was asleep when he won. Holy shit! <laughs> He's so cool. I love Anthony Hopkins. His Twitter's awesome. He's just like playing the piano, doing goofy little bits, telling people to have a beautiful day. He seems like a cool ass guy. Yeah, he's definitely different than Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Uh, Scott Glenn uh, took the role of Crawford after Gene Hackman passed. To get in character, he listened to FBI recordings of the Toolbox Killers. They were, if you guys don't know the Toolbox Killers, they uh, tortured people with items that can be found in a toolbox, like an ice pick. Uh, and so yeah, he listened to graphic tapes of them like raping and torturing people. And he said that it made him come around on his stance on the death penalty. Fair enough, yeah, that'll do it. Fuck. Yeah, it's pretty hard... To listen to all that and be like, no, but they, they deserve life. Deserves <laughs> life. Yeah, how do you guys feel about the death penalty? Let's get controversial. How do I feel about it? I mean, you know, uh, I think in theory, if there were bad enough criminals that need it, like every once in a while, there's someone where I'm like, yeah, they should just die. But in practice, it's, it's been you. Yeah, it's been used. Oh, no, yeah. Too many times on people who were later proven innocent. So I think it's also kind of hypocritical to be like all right you you killed so many people so we're gonna kill you um yeah it's a bit hypocritical but like if hannibal Lecter was in his cell i'd be well yeah you know if, if dracula was real we should probably kill yeah, him, yeah but... i know but you know like john wayne gacy it's like yeah do we need a yeah i know guy? that's like an example where it's like it's hard to argue that they should just be chilling painting in their cell but <laughs> at the same time i don't really have a bloodlust like 
you know, maybe maybe beat him up every other day. Just keep him alive and just <laughs> keep him on your toes. Yeah, <laughs> never <laughs> never know when. Just have one guy whose whole job at that prison is just when he's not looking, kick him in the balls. <laughs> It'd be funny. He made another inmate do it too, where it's just like in line for like in in the mess hall, just gets kicked in the nuts by another inmate. Although they probably do that on their own volition. Yeah, just look the other way, honestly. <laughs> yeah. um, most of this movie was filmed in Pennsylvania, same town that the fucking Blob was blah. filmed in. The Blob. Just two bangers filmed <laughs> yeah. in that great city. Two unparalleled films. Yeah, it could not of... be more different in both execution, <laughs> conception, quality. One alone's in the top 50 villains. No, number one in the top 50 villains, right? Yeah. The other one's not even on the list. The other one's The Blob. <laughs> the Blob. The Blob. Uh, it was also filmed at the FBI Academy in Quantico, which is unusual because usually they don't cooperate with uh, films. Sorry, we just have to take a moment <laughs> because there is a dog on the screen and he's such a good boy. <laughs> but yeah, they don't normally cooperate with film crews because most movies are made by godless Hollywood uh, pedophiles who want to paint the USA <laughs> as not the greatest country in the world, which it fucking is. I just saluted. Dude, you should, you should edit an eagle call there, too. <laughs> that was great. I'm going to clip that, Nick. <laughs> uh, Buffalo Bill's basement was inspired by Gary M. Hednick, who basically just kind of is Buffalo Bill in real life. He would put people down in wells before uh, raping and killing them. Hmm. There's a lot of bad people in the world. Music was done by Howard Shore, who is most famous for Lord of the Rings. And it's a good, good-ass soundtrack. I think it of is. the scene where Hannibal's escaping and how just that music swells and is so intense. It's so such a good part of building the suspense. It's a suspenseful, suspenseful movie. I mean, that, that whole scene is editing, too, though. It is, like, perfect, right? Yeah. You just see, like, the blood slowly start to drip. It really just ratchets it up oh just the way the scene starts where you see the elevator like taking dial yeah. and that's such good horror movie execution of having to make you imagine what's happening they're all scared of just seeing the little hand go across and you're like oh shit yeah. what is that what is happening they're all freaking out and these people have guns yeah but then it stops too and you're like and that even causes more panic yeah i love that they have like 40 guns trained on a 50 year old british man <laughs> who probably smokes four packs a day <laughs> like i think i think one gun is pretty much all you need for hannibal you know unless you're close enough that he can bite your fingers not a lot's gonna happen <laughs> but if he had a gun oh, story is over i like how he ditched the gun intentionally too he's just like yeah i don't need this smart guy he's like i have my mouth i have my wits <laughs> i have my genius intellect I'm definitely not just vamping because my PowerPoint's not working. <laughs> the fuck was that? We, we, we lost stuff. <laughs> there we go. All right. And now we're going to talk about release and reception. Uh, the movie opened at number one and stayed there for five weeks. This was a big-ass hit in 1991. Wait, did it release in October? Because that's like the perfect month for this, right? I think it was like March or something it released. Oh, huh. no, that's still good. Yeah. Oh, this fine. movie was huge, which is crazy considering like the subject Release. matter. Yeah. When did but, it come I mean, out? You said March? Yeah, March, I think, of 1991. But, yeah, imagine a movie like this sweeping <laughs> nowadays. It's like a good old St. Patrick's movie. 
yeah get 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 sauced and watch silence of the lambs <laughs> but this would be like if gone girl was one of the highest grossing movies of the year or even worse like if it came out now it's going up against like quantum mania it's insane <laughs> it's insane that this movie that we used uh, to get real movies that would be the number uh, one i think jfk was like the number one movie of the year Jay- oh that movie's insane that is straight up seen. one of the craziest movies i've ever seen it's like full crap. It's full. Uh, what is it called? Crockpot mode. <laughs> Crackpot. It's full crackpot mode. Wait, is it just a consp- Is it just conspiracy theories? It's point? like every conspiracy theory just about JFK. Back into the left. Back into the left. You see the Zapruder film like forty times in the movie. It was a big titty hit. It was the fourth highest grossing film of nineteen ninety one. Some other films on that list were Beauty and the Beast, JFK, mm. Terminator Two. There's one other one that I forgot to write down. Oh, wait, no, that's all three. But those were the three ones that grossed higher. So, yeah, this movie went up against Beauty and the Beast, not only at the box office, but for Best Picture. Uh, It did receive widespread critical acclaim. Rotten Tomatoes says director Jonathan Demi Smart taught thriller teeters on the edge between psychological study and all-out horror and benefits greatly from stellar performances by Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster. I agree. Yeah, this is just like a, a hitter in every single way possible. It's pretty inarguable movie. Nick, would you say this is one of the all-timers? Uh, Silence of the Lambs one? Yeah. Yeah, probably. It's in at least in the top ten. Top I just 10. I just noticed that the, the title is all in is is caps auto caps off. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's different. <laughs> but no, this is just like one of those movies that's kinda hard to argue. It's you're not gonna sounds super different for saying silence of the lambs is one of the best movies of all time but also it it is like it's hard to argue every single thing just works so well in this movie one of my questions at the end was going to be i'll just ask it now is this like do we want to argue is this the best movie we've covered on the podcast so far not necessarily favorite but just the best in terms of like executing what it sets out to do leaving a cultural legacy Uh, behind being able to be watched by the smartest man and the dumbest man in the room I'll speak as a dumbest man. Yeah, this is one of the better films we've seen. Is it the best, though? Uh, I don't want to... I hate that. I hate those fucking, like, superlative questions. Like, what's the best? Uh, I don't know. What's but the best, like, Gabe? Um, a blowjob. That's the best. Bazinga. Um, <laughs> I would make the argument that it's the best we've watched. It's not my favorite. Uh, it'd be one of my favorites, but it's not my favorite we've seen. But in terms of just, like, if I was going to recommend any movie that we've covered from the podcast the one that i think the most people would enjoy would be silence of the lambs and for good reason it's both smart well-made and artistic and it appeals to a wide audience yeah it's kind of hard to argue against that it probably is the best quotations that we've seen easily the most popular film we've talked about like uh, sweeps the rest i think the next most popular one we at least on letterbox is like before sunset so or before sunrise we haven't done sunset yet i'm trying to think of anything else that could be like argued as like as like critically acclaimed or as like uh influential but i don't think yeah, as culturally is. relevant yeah i don't, I don't think, think anything has left their stamp on culture that we've talked about as much as silence of the lambs yeah i think i think funko pop is where you get your mark it's like if there's a funko pop you're pretty much a cultural cor- cornerstone yeah 
This is one of my favorite horrors too. Uh, Nick, do you watch a lot of horror movies? Uh, try not to. Unless <laughs> unless Dad makes you watch them. <laughs> oh, I saw the Halloween movies I've seen. You seen nice. the Halloween movies? You know uh, Michael Meyer. I thought you were about to say like Halloween Town. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Halloween Town. You know, like Calabar's Revenge, <laughs> Halloween Town. I've seen all those. Wait, wait, Nick. Have you seen Halloween the Halloween uh... Town, the final one? Wait, Nick. Have you have you seen uh, the original John Carpenter, like the nineteen seventy something version? Yeah. 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 You've seen a, Season of the Witch one. too. No. <laughs> have you have you seen uh have you seen the Rob Zombie versions? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you should. No. <laughs> you should. But I know you've seen the the new ones, the like Halloween, Halloween Kills, right? Uh, have they been on uh, FX or anything? I don't know, but I know for a fact you went to see the the like 2018 Halloween in theaters, and I was like, "You're watching that? You know, that's like a scary movie." Maybe. <laughs> Just no memory. <laughs> that, that speaks to the film's quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what film you should do next is uh, Dazed and Confused. Yeah, that's definitely one we'll cover yeah. soon. I think we have it on the tentative schedule for next year, but that's another another favorite. That's left a a decent cultural legacy. Yeah, that was uh that was my good friend. <laughs> favorite film. He made me watch that like eight times with him. He would be in dazed and confused. Like I could see oh, him yeah. hanging out with the jocks, paddling <laughs> yeah. freshmen. No, no, I, yeah, yeah. Well, he he always said that I should be Spicoli. I was like, mm. Spicoli is in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. What? Am I, what am I thinking of then? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fucking <laughs> goddamn. That was his favorite movie. I'm just stuck. Are you thinking of Wooderson from the movie? The Matthew McConaughey character? Yeah. Wooderson. Yeah. But that's... Yeah, that's uh, Wooderson. Yeah. I anyway, Nick, what were you saying? <laughs> the McConaughey character. What, what's his creepy line he says? Uh, they, that's they, what I love about these high keep... school girls, man. I get older, they stay the they same stay age. Same age. All right, all right, all right. That's what I love about these high school girls, Clarice. I get older, <laughs> they stay the same age. That's what I love about these oh, high school yeah. girls. <laughs> what other voices? That's what I love about these high school girls, Doctor Collector. <laughs> I like that everyone's kind of got a voice in this, like that you can do. Like, there's a good chunk of the cast where. If you were doing a, a themed party or like a group Halloween costume, you, you'd have fun. Yeah. Who else? I mean, yeah. Although I, I th I'm still like just trying to imagine Sean Connery as fucking, uh, <laughs> I can't get you over that. You're still here, the dreaded screaming of the lambs. <laughs> uh, Roger Ebert added this film to his list of great movies. He gave it a uh, full four stars, uh, which is his highest rating. He said it was one of the best films of the year. I have to agree. His partner, Gene Siskel, was less enthusiastic. He said that he liked Clarice, but that she was uh, dwarfed by all of the other monsters in the movie. And I have to say, I firmly disagree with you, Gene Siskel, you son of a bitch. Uh, fight me, <laughs> IRL. Wait, I want to ask, what's Ebert's rating system? Why is four? Is it four, four stars. stars? It's, yeah, it's uh, zero to four stars. Four stars is the highest it gets. Then you also, you know, like thumbs up, thumbs down. 
It's a weird rating system. Whoever does who does things in groups of four. I know it ruined it wrecks the letterbox curve because they log all of Ebert's reviews and his highest review is four stars, so it brings down the average. This is me yelling at a cloud right now, but <laughs> um, the film was met with criticism from LGBTQ and feminist organizations. We're not going to talk about this that long, but you know the character Buffalo Bill was seen as a bad portrait of transgender people, which I argue he's not a portrait of transgender he's people not, at all. Yeah. Like it's pretty clear in the movie that he's just a sadistic killer who is posing, kind of adopting the the culture of trans people to justify his fixation on skinning people. Yeah, I don't think, I think they pretty much also say it very hand-fistedly. It's that he's not transsexual and he was rejected for transsexual assignment. So it's like they very much so like kind of put that context there. I don't know how they did pick up on that. And I just fully do not understand the thinking this movie is anti-feminist at all. Like, what are you talking about? Every man yeah. in this movie is either a serial killer or just like a gross misogynist. And Jodie Foster single-handedly takes down the well and, and solves the case she's yeah the she only solves the case detective. she's way more competent than any of her male counterparts like there's just the scene where she has to open the door to the storage facility it shows that she's like she she gets shit done so that one i'm just like you are fully wrong lgbtq i'm not as able to speak on but i can speak for women that i say this movie is a good feminist movie it won the big five Academy Awards, so that means Best Picture, Director, Actor, Actress, and Screenplay. Only Damn. three movies have done that in history. Do you guys want to guess as to what they are? I'll give you one hint right away. We have covered one of these movies. Ah, fuck. We've covered a lot of movies. No, don't cheat. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a hint. It's uh, a play that, or it's uh, about plays. Oh, all that jazz? Yeah, I did win the big five. Not yeah. all that jazz. Wait, what? It's a movie about plays? You got one of the words right, but... It was one of our first Criteria Cast episodes. Fuck. You're really trying to play with my memory here. Ah, uh, all that. It's not, definitely not jazz. All. All. Also, let me check to make sure this is right if I'm thinking of a different movie. <laughs> yeah, are you lying to me? I might be doing one of my classic lies. I'm pretty sure this is right, but give me a second. I was thinking about a different movie. Uh, all About Eve. <laughs> it was going to be All About Eve, but that did not win Best Actor. So it technically won five big Academy Awards, but it won Best Supporting Actor. The other one is a movie that we will talk about eventually. Uh, it happened one night. We'll do that at some point. That's in Criterion. The other one uh, is a movie that I often claim you star in, Gabe. It's... One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. Not on Criterion, so we will never, ever talk about it. But Silence of the Lambs is the third movie to do that. And there have only been three thus far. Some other movies that have won, uh, sort of in that category, but not the, like, you know, best actor. Gone with the Wind. Uh, everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Almost really? got it, because it won... Oh. Actress, supporting actor, actor screenplay, yeah. director, picture. But it didn't get best actor. That went to Del Whale. What an upsetting choice. Suck shit. <laughs> it's, that's like a, it's like one of those like uh you know, what ifs or would would you rather, right? It's like the whale best actor or 
everything everywhere all at once best i mean actor. it doesn't it didn't even have a choice for best actor it's biggest actress it's biggest male uh character <laughs> one best supporting actor so anyway let's talk about the legacy of this movie because this movie has left quite the cultural legacy as you can see from the many parodies i've posted it actually ruined one of the segments i was planning on doing because family guy yeah, did a full did parody already so no point uh, <laughs> Yeah, this movie has been parodied by basically every single TV show. Uh, uh, some of the examples I have, South Park, The Muppets, The, the Muppets? Simpsons. Yeah, it's The Muppets. <laughs> yeah. Kermit is Hannibal Lecter. And Family Guy recently, God. in 2022, did uh, a parody of like Oscar movies. And one of them was Silence of the Lambs. They called it Silence of the Stewies, not their best pun. Yeah, it's not a pun at all. I was going to watch it before this episode, but I ran out of time, so I will edit in my review here. I gotta let the cat in. Hold on. Okay, that's staying in. Uh, yeah, I just watched the Family Guy parody of Silence of the Lambs called Silence of the Stewies. I actually watched the full episode, the full Oscars guy, and uh, I gotta say, not their best work. Um, and I just really felt lazy. Like I was wondering if they AI right because they don't really have jokes in it. They just kind of explain the plot of Silence of the Lambs, but in like a sarcastic tone. Like they literally just say what's happening in the plot. Like, oh, you were being given. It's like Gabe describing the plot. Like that's what they're doing. Um, would not recommend. Would not rewatch. Uh, Family Guys. Uh, best days are behind them but also it's kind of a meme to keep it on so i'm not calling for and family guy like i am the simpsons it's so funny that this is still going on i'm not editing any of this down either this is going to be like a full four minutes in the middle okay i'm bored <laughs> All right, that was future AJ giving his thoughts on The Silence of the Stewies. I hope he liked it. So this movie is number 65 on AFI's 100 Greatest Movies of All Time. That seems fair. That seems pretty fair. It seems fair. I would probably put it in the, like, closer to the top 50 than 65, but I uh, also didn't make the list, so. Clary Starling was voted the number six hero of all time. We, If you yeah, listen to the Blob yeah. episode, you already know all of this. You heard my mental breakdown 40 minutes <laughs> in. Uh, Hannibal Lecter was the number one villain of all time. Pretty easy, too. It's a pretty easy win. Gotta be real. I don't know if I would put him number one. I might. Please. I would definitely have him on the list, but I don't... He's not really the villain of the movie. Like, Buffalo Bill is the villain. He's, like... A side character he helps the protagonist like he's just he's a bad guy don't get me wrong like i, I wouldn't want to be around him i would not work at the asylum that dr lecter's um, at personally but so, i don't know if so i put him number one villain he's not the antagonist but he's a villain yeah i guess but i don't know i'd put probably like um i don't know darth vader ahead of him i can't think of what the other villains <laughs> on it were Another that, Star Wars pick on these fucking lists. That list is also, you, you know, we had our grievances with the AFI <laughs> list, how it mixes in, like, real, actual criminals with, like, you know, Dracula. Like, <laughs> Amon Get is in it, who was the commandant of a concentration camp. He's, like, yeah. number 30, and then Hannibal Lecter is number one. Number They're on one. the same list. Yeah. AFI is well, nothing also, for that. Also, Han Solo is a better hero than Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you can hear all of that in our blob episode. Uh, so according to The Guardian, before The Silence of the Lambs, serial killers in films had been claw-handed boogeymen with melty faces and rubber masks. By contrast, Lecter was highly intelligent with impeccable manners and played by an actor with impeccable credentials. Yeah, no, I think Anthony Hopkins did a really good job with the portrayal, but also like in like subconsciously crediting Hannibal as like a really refined person. I don't know. I He's think it was a refined actor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nick, do you think you could do better? No, no. I would uh, tense up. I would, I would pause. I don't know. Which character do you think you could be? Let's assign characters to each of us. Who is who's who in this movie? You're Hannibal Lecter. You little liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm know. the I'm the like controlling, manipulative freak. I feel like I'd be the, uh, one of the policemen that's in his cage at the end there. You'd be the <laughs> you'd be the the dude from the Blues Brothers who gets his face eaten off. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that make me? Your Buffalo Bill. I know, I know. <laughs> You're the wild card. No, I don't. Honestly, I don't think you'd be Buffalo Bill if we're just going by uh, personality. I'm trying to think who you'd be. You might. You'd probably be a bug boy. You'd be one of the bug boys. Yeah, I do have some fixations. <laughs> Want me to tell you about canines? Yeah. Uh, this movie had a sequel, two prequels. And two TV series based off of it. One was Hannibal, starring Mads Mikkelsen, and one was Clarice, which was not legally allowed to use the yeah. name Hannibal Lecter because they did not get the rights. <laughs> have you guys seen anything from Clarice? Because it's really dumb. I've seen I've seen the show. I've seen Hannibal that has that one Mads 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 Mikkelsen, yeah, yeah Mikkelsen, yeah. But Clarice is really dumb. There's a lot of stupid Easter eggs in it. Like I remember in one episode, she just like puts on lotion. And they're like, "You have lotion?" She's like, "Yeah, I rub it on my skin." She like looks at the camera while she does this. It's so stupid. Uh. <laughs> so fucking stupid. All right. Well, that's all I had for behind that jazz. You guys want to do some bad letter boys? Yee. And then we'll get Nick on his way because he's probably getting sleepy. I got uh, two percent battery. Oh shit. Oh. Okay. Do you have a <laughs> you have a charger? Not on me. Are you gonna be able well. to make it through? <laughs> If we go fast. All right. So this first review comes from Yes A Hack. Jodie Foster's voice was annoying. Turn this off in 10 minutes. <laughs> she has a beautiful voice. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Yeah, I love some Southern accents. Yeah, she sounds sure. like this. Uh, this for, next review comes from Garth Lover. I want to like this movie, but the transphobia is a MF vibe killer. We talked about that. Uh, I don't think it's transphobic, but I'm also not yeah. the one to speak on that community. If you guys have opinions, too. Let him out. Uh, <laughs> should I just throw myself under the bus and be like, yeah, this get, is not a Nick, what do you think film? of the trans representation in this movie? Uh, see, I've only seen it about once or twice, so I really know too much. <laughs> once, you, once you've watched it your fourth time, then you can bring me your notes. All right. I'm going to do just one more because then we can do final thoughts and get Nick out of here before his laptop dies. All right. Last review uh, comes from Perry Perio. Overhyped nipple scene. I'm sure he's talking he's about Buffalo about... Bill's yeah. little ring. I've never heard anyone hype it up. Got to be real. I don't so, think anyone's ever been like, oh, the Buffalo Bill scene is so fucking hot. Yeah, I don't like, know I... Uh, who's hyping it up. Maybe as weird friends. Let's do final thoughts. Nick, uh, you go. What are your final thoughts on this film? Uh, all in all, uh, it's, uh, it's a thriller. Don't watch it until, uh, until you're a little bit older. Definitely want to let an eight-year-old watch it. Uh, 
We don't yeah. have a lot of eight-year-old listeners. I got to be real. <laughs> That's fair. Wasn't too big fan of uh, the Buffalo Bill guy. Yeah, he's kind of a bad guy. I don't really like him either. Yeah. Got off vibes. Yeah. He shouldn't be doing the things he's doing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's bad. All right, how many stars would you? Oh, he. All right, Nick... <laughs> we got it. We got it. We got, got it. You got it in. All right, Nick's laptop just died. Gabe, go. All right. Uh, yeah, this is a fucking banger. Everything about this film it has uh, great motifs. It like has um, establishing like ideas that have payoffs throughout the film. Uh, editing, sound design. I mean, this is the one time I'm gonna have a serious gush because this movie's really fucking good and I enjoyed it. Um, but if I'm going to go back to my fucking sarcastic ways, it is a rooster in a hen house out of a barn. There you go. Hell yeah, I'm just texting Nick. He said my computer <laughs> died. No. Uh, yeah, could, my final thoughts. This movie is pretty inarguable. Like, if you want to say you don't like it, cool, be different, whatever. Uh, yeah, this movie is great. I would give it a million out of a million and one. Uh, the one is because I was not in it, and I would have been a good bug boy, IMO. But yeah, I want to say thank you to our guest Nick for coming on. He's not here. He did not charge his laptop before the episode, apparently. Uh, but thanks for coming on. Uh, he's my brother, so I'll see him again at Christmas. Uh, thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, be sure to come back PayPal. next week. PayPal, send us money. Uh, yeah, come back next week. We'll be doing Night of the Living Dead uh, with a returning guest. Excited for that. Uh, it'll be our last episode of Cast, unfortunately. But we'll see you then. And we'll see you in the well underneath Buffalo Bill's house, which was apparently used for irrigation. What is it for? Aqu aquifer. So you draw water it was used aquifers. for aquifer. Or just right. water. You don't use it for aquifer. Okay, whatever. I'm not going to do the fucking... Do you still hear the dreaded screaming of the lambs? I I still hear the dreaded screaming of me saying Hector. Hector, <laughs> an old an old patient of mine, a Hector. <laughs> Hector, uh, I was gonna say the molester, but that doesn't really work. All right, I'm stopping the recording.